That was our babka. You can't beat a babka. We had that babka. They're going to be heroes. But what are we going to do now? We can't get the babka. The whole thing is useless. How about a carrot cake? Carrot cake? Then what, why is that a cake? You don't make carrots into a cake. I'm sorry. Black forest? Ooh. Black forest? Too scary. You're in the forest. Ooh. <laughs> how about a Napoleon? Napoleon? Who's he to have a cake? He was a ruthless warmonger. Might as well get a mangala. That was our babka. We had that babka. What's this one? That cinnamon babka. Another babka? Well, I don't want to be a secondary character. Hello, mates. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the final episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. This is a podcast about Seinfeld, the greatest sitcom of all time, and uh, we talk about the secondary characters in each episode in random order, and this is, like I mentioned, our final episode, The Dinner Party from Season 5, and uh, lots of feels, guys. So many feels. Yeah, lots of feels. I was saying to Ivan before we started recording that I don't really feel things until they're either happening or until after the fact, Mm. and uh, as soon as you hit record and as soon as we started talking the, the feels are coming up it's done to come up yeah yeah so yeah it'll be a emotional ride yeah. um but you know that's the way it should be the way it should be yeah and i mean we are moving on to big things i mean at the end of the show we'll tell you what we're doing like Stephen and i for the you know for a short while yep yeah, more got, things to come more that's things right. to come watch indeed. this space yeah. they right. say in the media that's indeed exactly right indeed uh, and we do have a much loved and much familiar guest, Max, with us. Uh, they've joined us for many, many episodes. Ooh. So welcome back, Max. It's been a while. Yeah. Thank you. Great to see you. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be here with you both instead of sitting in my wardrobe. Yeah. Talking to my laptop screen. <laughs> yeah. Those are the days <laughs> during so... lockdown, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. That was so weird. <laughs> that was fun. And yeah, I'm honored to be back here. I'm honored to be a part of the last episode. Hopefully, people might recognize my voice. I've been on the episode a bunch with the boys before um i used to go by stacy um as part of my journey into my non-binary hood i'm now going by the name max um so yeah nice to be back even though i sound i don't sound any different my name sounds different Mm. but i'm still me (laughs) yeah you are um and yeah it's it's nice to be back but also, yeah, very bittersweet. But yeah. I'm so proud of you guys for oh, what thank you've you. done. Thanks, and yeah. It's been a pleasure to be a part of it. I remember even when I was, like, still travelling overseas and I would send you photos and stuff, like, before I ever got back. And then you are like, you should come on the pod. And I was like, oh, my God, that would be so much fun. Yeah. So, yeah, long time in the making. Yeah. yeah. Over four years and, you know, all three of us, I was saying off air that, you know, we've gone through so much shit mentally, physically, you know, with myself and, uh, you know, other things as well. And uh, we've all come out the other side. Yeah, and uh, I was saying just to add to that, that Seinfeld has been one of the through lines through Mm. our individual and collective hardships. You know, we've Mm. all gone through COVID, which has been a struggle for everyone on some level, um, some people more than others. Ivan's gone through his stuff, myself, Max, Mm. and Seinfeld. Life, exactly. Yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Seinfeld is not the only through line or the only bomb, as uh, <laughs> as Jackie Charles would say, but <laughs> it has... You put the bomb on. Life, life did. Life, yeah. <laughs> And I applied it liberally. <laughs> I used the whole container of bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and I lost yeah. that court case, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. but Seinfeld is, and I'm sure many of you can relate, it's safe, it's reliable. It's, it's, it's like it's, glue it's not, for it's, humanity. It is. It's like yeah. an old 
friend. You know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. just yeah. something you can turn to, even if if it's not something you've uh, had in your life for a while. It's mm. so familiar. Yeah, and it's yeah. been the podcast has been a massive part of our lives, again individually as well as collectively, for the last four and a bit years. And uh, it's taken us in directions that I never thought possible. You know, we got nominated for an award. Yeah. We've got to interview really cool people. We've had awesome guests, including Max and yeah. other people from around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's been a journey. And um, it's brutally hard in some ways that it's coming to an end because it's, it's not only been fun, but it's been really enlightening. Mm. I've discovered a lot about myself, not just as a podcaster, but just as a person. Um, it's helped me in ways outside of the podcasting world. I've become really good mates with Ivan, yeah. which is great. Max has become good friends with Ivan. You know, it's just talking about Seinfeld. I got to meet Butters. Yeah, you did yeah. the dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Farfel, our very own Farfel. Yes, he's the lying non- on my he's lying at my feet right now. The non the non annoying version of of Farfel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my point is is that the podcast has been really fun. Talking about Seinfeld is something I do a lot in my personal life anyway. So to record it and put it out there, and for some people out there in the podcast ether to enjoy it has been a bonus. Mm. But the flow and effect into other parts of my life. As a, again, as a person, as someone who likes to be creative in some way, mm. you know, my interpersonal relationships with both of you and other people, it, it's the positives that have come out of it have been far beyond just the podcast itself. Mm. It's been a total boon to my life in ways that I can talk about and also ways that I can't really articulate. So part of that is also you, the listeners. So thank you so much. Yeah, I guess we got to say, like, if it wasn't for you guys, we probably wouldn't have carried on. I mean, like, yeah. the fact, you know, so many people have listened to us mm. and they've got in touch with us. And, you know, when we, we've said at the start of this podcast series way back when that Steve and I, you know, we were coming up with ideas for the show and you know, lots of other people already talked about Seinfeld mm. episodes, so we're like, oh, let's let's do something different. And we thought maybe, you know, this might be a bit of a silly concept talking mm. about this, but we've had so much positive reception. People are saying this is like a great concept, you know, and uh, yeah, people have enjoyed it. So yeah, I have I have you guys, uh, the listeners, to thank so much for uh, letting us continue. Mm. Yeah, it's been a huge huge boon. And yeah, even for me, like you know, being from community radio, you know, doing a podcast for the first time, setting up all the equipment at home and stuff, yeah. it's a bit of a boon. And uh, yeah, and I, I've learned a lot about myself as well and uh yeah it, it's been great you know reliving one of my favorite shows you know yeah. in, in yeah. order <laughs> it's yeah. taken four years to do every episode but uh yeah no it's been it's been wonderful and Whenever i'm glad you want to do a sopranos podcast you know who to call yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever notice how Lou Gehrig was the only person to have Lou Gehrig's disease? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You'll be Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I'll be Christopher? You. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Uh, I just sorry. always love the way his partner... What is his partner? Adriana. Adriana. Adriana, Adriana yeah, Lacerba. the way she always would Christopher? say his name. Christopher? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good, good times. But anyway, yeah, we can uh, we talk a bit more about our feelings at the end. But uh, I guess yeah. we better get on with the episode, hey? So uh, Seinfeld isms, the very last Seinfeldism segment, and uh, anything. Well, unfortunately, I tried getting something for the final episode. I could not get anything for Seinfeldisms. I'm really sorry. Mm. Well, you should have done a Costanza and just made something up and gone with it. I should have, but I'm not really a good liar. So True. I feel True. terrible for lying. So <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, to finish off the series, no Seinfeldisms for me. I'm sorry. I tried. Look, time. I, I guess you could say like a repeat Seinfeldism. I saw the Latte Larry's mural driving past uh-huh. okay. uh, Richmond. Yeah. Hey, okay. Hey, I've I've used that more than once. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, okay. I'll use that as well. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Well, you know what? I've just thought of a Seinfeldism for you. You have a couch, and Jerry has a couch. So <laughs> <laughs> there's no pee stains on the mattress uh, on well, the couch. Not right not, not, visi- <laughs> oh, no. not visibly on the under on the underside of that cushion that I can see. There is definitely a pee stain. <laughs> go with it. Just go, go with just it. Go yeah. With it. Yeah. 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 Puppies. Um, 
<laughs> Ivan's a little bit sloppy. He is. Yeah. I have one Seinfeldism. Um, I was walking near my house the other day and I saw a young person walking past me and I quickly clocked that they had a t-shirt that had like the Seinfeld logo or some sort of, it might have been like a, you know, adaptation, like some mm. brands, you know, like a skate brand or something, they might use the Seinfeld logo. Sure. Mm. I didn't actually see what it was, but I just clocked the very familiar, like the colouring and yeah. the yellow circle in the text. Um, and that's it. Cool. What about you, Max? I had a couple of Seinfeld quotes come up in this um, group that I'm working through at the moment, uh, but I can't remember what any of the quotes were, but there's been several like in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think there's, we're probably up to like three or maybe four quotes that have just kind of been thrown around and then someone else like recognises it and then we all have a little chuckle. And then I've also walked past the Latte Larry's um, sign in Richmond in the last like week or two. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very yeah. cool. All right. Well, that'll do. <laughs> yes. That'll have to do. We that'll made it. To, we did. Yeah. All that, all, after all that time. No more Seinfeldisms. <laughs> and speaking of Seinfeldisms, normally we mention at the top of the episode that we do have uh, a group. We run the biggest Seinfeld community on the uh, on the Facebook, maybe the internet. I don't know. It's called uh, Seinfeldisms. Check it out. Uh, we're up to nearly 150,000 members. What? Probably 150 by the time this comes out. Yeah. I think it's 148.1 thousand members. It's insane. It's insane. It's I insane. I know. So yeah, check that out. We've also got an email address bidwabasspodcast at gmail.com we're on all forms of social media B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C Instagram, Twitter, Facebook after this podcast ends those most of those social media channels will kind of be winding down mm-hmm. um, so yeah if you want to scroll back and if you have out. anything that you really need to get off your chest oh there was there was definitely Festivus quotes in my Seinfeldism. oh in your oh, Seinfeldism right, 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 right. I've just okay, remembered okay. there was <laughs> but yeah if, you had if the aluminium pole yeah, 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 yeah if yeah, there's yeah. any airing of grievances I was gonna say, group, that your listenership has been hanging on to now is the time to yeah, send yeah. them through before yeah. the account send send it through to uh, yeah anything about me Stephen or Max just let us know yep yeah we'd love to hear them yeah <laughs> tell us whatever you've been resenting about us for the last four years yeah now's it's the time, time to, to let air the grievances that's it that's imagine right. there's a lot so get in get in get in get in nine months before the real festival yeah yeah you please. know so yeah get them in you uh, have tons of time yeah that's right so check all those out uh, we'd have a Patreon as well which you can check out all those links are in the show notes um the Patreon will be evolving into more of a general Patreon which yeah. we'll talk about a bit at the uh, end of the episode as well yeah and it's going to help fund our future projects so mm. you know don't feel like you know you've missed the boat because we finished I mean, Big we Bus. do have three microphones now true we do yeah <laughs> Patreon paid for the third Woo! part <laughs> we made it we did that was my goal for being on this podcast was that's to get to three microphones that's right because you and uh, you and Stephen would share yeah, a microphone always, oh, yeah sorry We'd always share them, and so now we've got eat. We've got one each. Fantastic! We did it. We did it. We did it. Thanks to you, whoever supported us on Patreon. Thank uh, you for yeah. my microphone. Thank you. Thank you. It's <laughs> much appreciated. Couldn't have, couldn't have done it without you. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> All right. The final Seinfeld news. You got two pieces, right? Yeah, two pieces of news this week. Yeah. So uh, Jerry Seinfeld is selling one of his many, many homes. Uh, recently, he listed a property in a place called Telluride. Telluride. It's in Colorado. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that place. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's selling his home there for four. 14.95 million US dollars. Spare change. Yeah, spare change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's on a property Is it a ranch? No, it's like a big... Uh, it's almost like a home that you would see in... Uh, what's the place where all the... Aspen. Oh, it's like a big... It's like a chalet? giant... Chalet. Chalet. Like it's like oh. a wood, wooden cabin, but mm. in like a giant mansion style. Like yeah. the one in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Where he takes a shit in the broken toilet. Yeah. One of those kind of houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a chalet. A chalet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in the article that we'll link in the uh, show notes, you can check it out. There's tons of, of uh, photos. It looks like a very very nice place it does <laughs> it would want to be for 15 million us dollars <laughs> you'd hope so that's right they uh the house is on 27 acres they originally bought it in 2005 i believe for about seven and a half million dollars so the fact 
that Damn. it's doubled, more than doubled. Is, uh, Do you yes. reckon it's worth more now because Jerry Seinfeld is selling it? Yeah. yeah. Possibly, yeah. 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 In, in past Seinfeld news, we've talked about how he's bought and sold cars, like you know, mm. he collects rare mm. European cars, mm. and... You know, he'll sell a Porsche for half a million dollars, but ordinarily, if it was owned by someone who's not Jerry Seinfeld, mm. it might have gone for four hundred thousand dollars. So right. his name definitely adds value yeah. to, or not value, but adds, dull, you know, yeah. zeros to the price tag yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially after the series as well, I feel like too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, mm. the comedians in cars, yeah. specifically. You know, yeah. if he's buying and selling cars, and he's now got a show about cars, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Because yeah. Jerry has had a renaissance in the last, say, five years or so, you know, with mm. his comedy specials, comedians and cars getting coffee. So, yeah. Still yeah. never watched that stand-up special. I'm not game enough the to... The 23 Hours to Kill, the latest yeah. one. Oh, it's... Yeah, I'm, it's I, all right, I, I guess. Don't, I don't want to for mm. risk of changing my relationship with Jerry Seinfeld. Fair yeah. enough. We'll just stick with Seinfeld. Yeah. 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 Even comedians in cars getting coffee, it's a light, light-hearted, you know, It's show. light-hearted. Yeah, There's yeah, still yeah. a few moments where I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is, I think, why I haven't gone to the special because I'm like, sure. just stick with Seinfeld. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I found, like, he didn't touch on any topics that were, like, controversial or I disagreed with. I just found it very dull. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just very safe. It's not his best stand up special. No, mm-hmm. no, no. But yeah, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, I've seen worse stand up specials. But yeah, if you kind of don't want to denigrate your opinion of him yeah. as a comedic genius, maybe avoid it. He's yeah. Too, he's too precious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's too precious. Too. I find Jerry's stand up, I mean, we're going on a bit of a, a a tangent here, but I find his stand-up best consumed as it's presented to you in the show. You know, 30, 30 seconds, yeah. one or two little bits, yeah. and that's it. But when it's when it's like bit after bit after bit, I do find it gets yeah. a bit dull. Because yeah, let's be yeah. honest, I love the man. Please take all of this with a grain of salt, but he's kind of one note. Yeah. yeah. Like his whole career is... Yeah. Have you ever noticed? We can say this because it's our last episode. Yeah. So what are they going to do about it? I, yeah. love, I love him. He's a pain in the ass. He's super opinionated. Like, even in some of the episodes of Comedians... I know we are getting on a tangent now, but even in some of the episodes of Comedians in Cars, and you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, yeah. shut up. Mm. I love him. Yeah. But his comedy is pretty one note. Yeah. But sometimes... That's incredibly funny. Yeah, it, it works. Like he's for Jerry for me. I feel like he's good. The simplicity he's, is. He's good. The simplicity. He's like Italian food, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's good. Like From being Tuscany. Yeah. <laughs> but he's good at like what he does. Yeah. Yes. Like with the observational humor, he does it really well. Yeah. Yes. And he, that's why he's like a master. Comedian. And also his yeah. stubbornness yeah. and his stuck in the mudness adds to his observational humor sometimes because yeah. mm. he's so like set in those ways. Yeah. He makes it funny by how hard he sticks to his guns. Yeah. With that stuff and because he's because that's has been his go-to for you know 40 years now nearly 50 he's gotten really good at it yes you know he's become a master of one thing as yes. opposed to a jack of all trades yes. and every yeah. comedian has their style but a lot of comedians have more diversity you know yes. they different topics or different styles i always compare him to like the acdc of comedy mm. you know we found something it works shit loads of people like it and they're like well rather than reinvent my own wheel yeah. i'll just repeat it and do slight alterations through yeah, the, yeah you can yeah. probably track slight differences over the years yeah. like topics as like different things become popular and unpopular mm. but it's the same rudimentary formula and yeah. he's become a master of one thing which is very admirable and yeah you know, I agree. that's, that's and why we, we love him still love it exactly we do we do yeah. <laughs> anyway back anyway. to seinfeld <laughs> good, good for Jerry. housing real estate yeah yeah so he got he got pocket change, he did. basically. He did, yeah. yeah. Nice one. Yeah, and, and that routine allows him to buy and sell $15 million houses. <laughs> <laughs> and we took two years to buy a third mic. So, you know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Good on him. You know? If we get like a $100,000 donation anonymous, I'll be like, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. I'm going to buy the bathtub in his $15 million Jerry. house. Nice. Yeah. With $100,000. Will like, that be enough? I love that episode of... I know we're sorry, but... 
it's the episode fine. of Comedians it's, it's in fine. Cars when him and Ricky Gervais and then Ricky Gervais is like feeling like conflicted about going into that pastry shop and then he feels like he should because they were going to but then they leave and then he's like we could just go in there and buy a bunch of stuff and then throw it out if that makes you feel better and it's like that's what two very very wealthy successful comedians get to be like we can go in there and buy some stuff just to make you feel less guilty yep. and then immediately throw it in the bin because mm. we have that much money it's yeah. the one where they're in the range uh the rolls royce right oh right and yeah. then they don't they don't have um any cash to give the guy that's like knocking on windows <laughs> asking for money oh. <laughs> they're like we're in a fucking well rolls. for me i'd eat the baked goods like <laughs> yeah of I, course. I can't let it go to waste no but it's <laughs> yeah it just goes to show like when you're that successful you can just be like eh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've thrown away stuff I've bought before and I'm not that successful. Did so. you buy it just to make somebody else? Did you uh, buy it to appease your own guilt though? No, I think I bought stuff to make other people feel better. Like just to like, just as like a show of support, you know, like if someone's doing like a creative thing, like sure. I've gone to see mates bands yeah. who I think are terrible. But, but I'm these, like, this is a complete stranger yeah, in a bakery that's that, true. in a town that he doesn't live in, but they, he's like, anyway, we're getting yeah. very, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> houses, it would be nice to be very yeah. rich is what we're saying. Yeah. Yes. Houses, baked goods. Yep. <laughs> Jerry's got it all. If you want to help us on our, in our goal to be rich, support us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to send us baked goods and you're in Melbourne, mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll set up a PO box and uh, you can send them there. That's exactly right. Yes. It's called my mouth <laughs> deliver it to my mouth yes the pastry pastry oh, of course. uh second bit of news uh and this isn't really news per se but i thought i'd include it because it came up in my seinfeld news search the abc which is a much loved and uh, much respected institution depending on who you are uh, oh, in, in you, australian media the australian, oh, the australian broadcasting corporation not to be confused with the american broadcasting corporation no. ABC. so yeah so all of our australian and most likely british listeners probably understand what the abc is just in case you don't and you're or if you're an american uh, or non non-british or non-australian listener it's basically our public channel uh, mm. similar to the BBC access. or the CBC in Canada yep. or CBS, I think, in America. No, PBS. Sorry, PBS. Yep, yeah, PBS, yeah. CBS, yes. Mm-hmm. They did a like a little sort of entertainment article where they rewatched the pilots of Seinfeld, the OC and Veep, basically to see if they stack up against, well, you know, to see if they hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't read the OC and the Veep takes. I imagine Veep would be a pretty successful like outcome because mm. it's a pretty modern show anyway. Yeah, it's only been out in, like, recently. 2012, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and it's great, so it holds up. The OC, I didn't really care about. Mm-hmm. But basically, this guy wrote off Seinfeld. He, yeah. he, he wasn't too uh, too friendly about it. What was he saying? Based uh, off the pilot alone? Yeah. So they just rewatched the pilot of the, of the three shows to see if they hold up. Was he cri- was he more critical of the quality of the pilot? Because obviously, obviously, the pilot episode isn't the best one. Yeah. But was he more critical of, of the structure or more like the content of it? He didn't really talk about the pilot per se. See, I, I would understand it as... Does the pilot not only stand up to what people expect or watch now, yeah. but does it stand up to the rest of the series? Yeah. Often, oh, often, that's what is but that, it, that's but it what he meant. No, but oh. I thought that was the angle he was going to go for. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. The only sort of observation he makes about the pilot specifically is that because it doesn't have a lane, it's mm. a very obvious difference. Yeah. And that the show is better off after the pilot for having a lane in it, which yeah, we all agree with. Yeah, that's, that's true. But most of his observation is about how most of the jokes wouldn't wash these days due to a combination of, you know, different standards of, you know, or expectations. Well, it was a different society. time, though. And also just how some of the storylines don't hold out mm. uh, hold out because of changes in technology. Mm. And I'm like, if you're writing an article, it's a bit... Most of his observations or takes were a bit redundant. There's yeah, lot, I mean, in hindsight, it's not really the best. No. I mean, it was a different time. Yeah. 1989. Yeah, you, know, you, can, you can apply that logic to any show prior to mobile phones or 
or the internet. Yeah. That, well, these storylines wouldn't make sense now. And because... some of their most seminal storylines are situations where that kind of, yeah, lack of techno- like the technology we have now, so many of the best, or well, I think some of the best episodes they have are ones where it wouldn't stand up now because of Chinese restaurant. Or when the, the, movie, and the movie, when they're all in the theatre trying to find each other. Yeah, yeah. even, well, and what we're going to do today. Yeah, yeah, the dinner party. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It yeah. all works. Yeah. 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 I think uh, it, I think it sounds like a dumb article to me. Yeah, it, it, it seems like <laughs> it sounds terrible. I'm yeah, it just, it just sounds like a bit of filler. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. we've we've got an article, we've got a quota to fill. Write some bullshit. Yeah. yeah and also, why? So I get like Seinfeld and Veep, but where the how does the OC fit in that I trilogy? No I don't know. It should have been like Seinfeld, Friends, and yeah. I don't know, Malcolm in the Middle. They probably wanted to compare different decades. Like, obviously, uh, Seinfeld came out eighty nine. OC was like 2003, 2004, yeah, maybe. Noughties. And yep. then Veep came out in the yeah, 2010s. It's probably just to compare, you know, different decades and yeah. see how they hold up. I yep. just, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, it was a bit random. I thought it included because it is technically a Seinfeld news article. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a bit, bit of a dud article. I will add, though, that I did say before that the only really valuable observation he makes about the pilot is that Elaine is not in it and yeah. how the show got better with her in it. Mm. Also that the pilot contains a lot more... Uh, stand-up footage mm. um, because that was the original angle of the show it was like mostly going to be about Jerry as a comedian how he comes up with material and that is peppered throughout the show mm. but it, it didn't it really evolves. It, yeah, it, yeah it doesn't really you know I think after the pilot aired they were like you know what let's focus on the characters more than just Jerry being a comedian and him doing his comedy thing and then in later seasons they ditched the whole comedy thing in general yeah. entirely and let's do the story yeah. Mm. yeah yeah, imagine what it would have been like though if there would never been an Elaine written into the show if it had just well been... the original uh, from the pilot I can't remember Claire the waitress. Claire the waitress. She's she sort of oh, gives she gives George a bit of shit. She's like, yeah. oh, what does she say? She's like, oh, what is she, like hot coffee, cold coffee? No, no. Oh, uh, decaf and, and ca- caff. Mm. Yeah, caffeinated. Yeah. Decaffeinated. She was going to be the the, the female character. Mm. But yeah, she she, is. yeah, she yeah. was going to be like the typical like eighties nineties sitcom trope where you know like the main character goes to a cafe yeah. or you know like in Home and Improvement that, with like, Wilson. Yeah female yeah. touch yeah or you know like those characters yeah. who are always in just like one thing like Wilson yeah. from Home Improvement <laughs> and other characters like that as well just mm. being in that same setting so mm. I think that's what they were trying to do but then they realised that Seinfeld has to be a different show yeah. Yeah. so they ditched it so in a way we're glad that they did it and oh. I feel like they hit the jackpot with JLD yeah no well 100%. yeah I don't think anybody else could have done it in the way that she did it and that character is so strong yeah, yeah. she's yeah. fantastic yeah one yeah. of the best if one not of the best. best if not the best yeah, yeah pretty sure. close. JLD is oh sorry um, Elaine is probably the most universally loved character you know like some people like I've seen people say they don't like Jerry they like Jerry they like George they don't like George mm. I've never heard anyone say they don't really like like maybe some aspects about Elaine or mm. some of her storylines mm. but overall as a character I don't think she I've ever come across she has moments of un- just like unlikability un- un- well and just in an intensity that doesn't land at times mm. but I feel like on the whole she's yeah, yeah the she's a solid character consistent yeah. and likable and entertaining yeah you're either a fan of Elaine Bennis and JLD or a member of Al-Qaeda. That's, 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 <laughs> or ISIS these days. Yeah, ISIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One like of the, the two. Those, those are the two paths. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You choose. You, you choose. like it or get fucked. Yeah, Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all the news, buddy. That's it. All right. Ooh. Well, there we go. Our very last, you know, first part of the episode. <laughs> well, let's have one more break. And uh, when we come back, we are talking about some secondary characters from today's episode, our final episode of Bid Bask from the season... dinner party. From season five. Hello, folks. Matt McCoy here, a.k.a. Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld, and I'm telling you right now, 
I do not want to be a secondary character. The Dinner Party was from Season 5, Episode 13, first aired in the US on February 3rd, 1994, directed by Tom Sharones and written by Larry David. In this episode, en route to a dinner party, Jerry and Elaine stop off at a bakery and get held up when the bakery runs out of what they want to purchase, a chocolate bobka. Mm. So they go for the lesser cinnamon bobka, which I actually like cinnamon over chocolate. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd go well, chocolate personally. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I had a choice, I'd also happily take cinnamon. I'm not going to turn down <laughs> If bobka. there was none left. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't know. I just like the taste of cinnamon. Mm. Yeah. I like chocolate too, but mm. I don't know. Just, yeah. It's mm. good because one time my fiance made chocolate cinnamon bobka. Oh. So she mixed both of them together. <gasps> it was almost like the black and white cookie. Yeah. You know, they, they come together and it's all, it's like a racial harmony. In perfect yeah. harmony. In perfect yeah. harmony. Until yeah. You vomit. Yeah. <laughs> in a bakery bathroom. Yeah. That's right. I was going to say, like, the black and white cookie is obviously a direct allegory for white people and African Americans in America or anywhere. But uh, I guess cinnamon, maybe, like, I don't know, like African American. Like, or like African American Middle Eastern relations. Mm. I always associate the cinnamon, you know, as like a spice in like the Middle East or yes. right. something like that. Yeah. I don't know. If we're, if we're just if we're using be- bakery foods for allegories of racial race relations. Well, my fiance brought white people and Middle Eastern people together by baking it. True. Beautiful. It worked out. No, no. Black people oh, and Middle uh, Eastern people. Well, Sorry, yes, African and Middle Eastern people, yes. Yeah, yeah. she brought everyone together. Everyone, everyone together, yes. Yes, yeah. that too. Yeah. It's sweet bread. What's what's not to like? <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> the people who don't like Bobka are the same people who don't like JLD. Or Mem- if they've got... Members in- of terrorist organizations. Or, or if they have gluten intolerance. I mean, yeah. You can't, <laughs> you can't help That's that. That's fair. Yeah, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let them slide. We'll let hold it against you, but yeah. we understand. <laughs> yeah. That's Pri- right. Privately, I'll hold it against you, but publicly, I'll be very nice about it. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, George and Kramer, en route to the same dinner party, stop off at a liquor store to buy a bottle of wine and have a hard time picking one out. And this is essentially like Jerry and Elaine go up to do something and then Kramer and George go up to do something yeah. so mm-hmm. it's just like those two the group branch off into two and yeah. uh, they do their own thing yeah definitely yeah. a um a bottleneck episode it is a know. bottleneck yeah. Mm. yeah you know where there's no scenes at any familiar sets there's nothing in the apartment yeah. there's nothing uh oh there's in... a brief stint in the apartment right uh, at the yeah, beginning true, true, true. before that's, they leave that's true but it's like very brief yeah the first minute or two mm. yeah there's nothing amongst mm-hmm. there's nothing anywhere the only other than the apartment that you mentioned was the only familiarity I found was um, them in the car together you mm. know that, that is something that happens from time to time but that doesn't last long either they split no. off and get into their own little weird adventures divide and conquer yeah well, the idea is to divide and conquer but obviously they, they divide, divide and, and get fail. conquered yeah, yeah. Fail divide very, and get conquered very badly <laughs> yeah <laughs> so some secondary characters in the episode Mark Holton he plays David and Susie Sorrow plays Barbara they're the mm-hmm. two at the bakery who get the last chocolate bobka. Catherine Cates plays the counterwoman with the really bad cough. <laughs> I'm Jared. Bad attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Very bad attitude. Uh, I'm Jared J. Kassin. He plays the Saddam Hussein lookalike, uh, and he was voiced by Larry David in an uncredited role. We'll oh. explain. We'll explain in trivia what happened. Uh, and uh, Frank Novus plays the liquor store clerk. Mm. So they're the other secondary characters. Of course, there's some others as well, but I didn't get their credits. But trivia, I did mention the Saddam Hussein character. The actor who played him had a really thick accent, and apparently his lines were deemed incomprehensible when they were trying to edit it. Uh, so Larry David dubbed over the dialogue, and he put on an English accent. Oh, so yes. that was just kind of like happenstance. Yeah, happenstance. Because yeah. it's so odd when he opens his mouth and starts speaking and has that really mm. thick British accent. Mm. It's very like, yeah, uh. yeah. yeah, it's Larry, yeah. Because apparently the original Originally, Hussein, that's that's how yep. they credited the character. He was meant to ask Kramer and George for directions. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I love it how he's like, oh, you're not wearing a coat. Aren't you going to get cold? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to get, you're you're gonna get cold out here. You're, you're, you're catch the death of cold. Can, that's what get, he says. You'll catch the you'll death catch of cold. You'll catch the death of 
cold. Initially, when I first heard it, I thought he said, uh, you'll catch a deathly cold, which mm. is a common thing to say, mm. like you'll get deathly ill or whatever. But then I was reading, there's a website called SeinfeldScripts.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was, for some reason, reading through it and I came across that line and he says, you've got a death of, you'll catch a death, death of, cold, of cold, which is like a really old British, mm. like sort of almost colonial term for like, you'll get, it's like, you know, when people say like, what's on tonight's menu? A soup of pumpkin. It's like <laughs> a thing, it's like a thing of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah, almost yeah. like from that time. So yeah, he's obviously- the oldie English. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, English, yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, you know, when we talk about him as a secondary, maybe we can talk about, you know, why he chose that, you know, maybe his education or something. Or maybe it was Saddam in hiding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he put on the accent. True. <laughs> he you went know, to New York for some business. But <laughs> yeah. he's wearing a military uniform. Yeah, He's not true. doing a very good job of <laughs> no. hiding. He's a terrible, terrible person to be in disguise. This British accent will cover I me. just imagine him, like, walking around a corner and then pulling off his mask and it's fucking, what's that guy's name from Mission Impossible? Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With, like, dun, a dun, diamond <laughs> in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what trivia do you have? What trivia do I have? There's an episode of Comedians and Cars getting coffee from 2012. I didn't catch which episode. Where Jerry, in real life, admits to not actually liking black and white cookies. Okay. This episode where he loves them. Yeah. They're not only a sweet dessert for him, they're, they represent, you know, a better world. Well, obviously, semi-fictional Jerry and real Jerry are two different characters. So, yeah, yeah that kind of makes sense. Yeah, maybe maybe he, I mean, he stopped liking him at the end of this episode. Because yeah. it not only made him feel sick, but it broke he his spew, no spew record. Since 1980. 1980. Mm. But while they were recording the episode, you know how, like, when they do food stuff, they have to, like, take the bite. Mm. You know, so he probably had to take, like, 30 bites yeah, and was like, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. That's what did it. He's yeah. like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm yep. done with this shit. Yep, I'm done. <laughs> I normally listen to Signcast, an episode of this, because they always mention good things, and they actually mention that if you uh, watch the scenes where he's eating the cookie, every time it cuts back to him, the cookies like flipped. So sometimes the the black and white sides are flipped because mm-hmm. they did so many takes where he'd have to bite a fresh cookie when they edited edited it together. They're not matched. You know, it's, it's it's different all the time. Mm, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and after I listened to that, I watched it and I paid attention that and it's true you see it swaps about three or four times oh my goodness yeah so, yeah do you have any other trivia yeah this is the only episode where jerry uses a prop during his closing uh, credit stand-up routine yeah he's the red it. hat with the flaps he talks oh. about it yeah yeah so it's the only time where he's actually used a prop and uh you know in a couple of episodes he's mocked prop comics yeah i was um, gonna say yeah so and he uses a prop in this Who's instance the guy with the braces Oh, yeah. No, no, oh, no, Jerry, no, no. Jerry the uses, other guy. Jerry uses the, the prop Jer- comic. Oh, the one mean, who wants to put his stuff in Jerry's closet. And he's got the fake uh, gun, and then George freaks out. I can't remember. Oh, his name. I, f- I forgot anyway, his name, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yes, but he's got the like fake gun. Yeah, 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 prop no. comics. Yeah, but J- Jerry uses a prop. There you but go. I think in, if you look at that joke, I think it's better that he had that prop yeah. to better explain the joke. Because if mm. you're trying to describe the hat, it just wouldn't work. So I think in a way, he kind of broke his a flat hat. Yeah, a red one. He kind of broke conventions. Yeah, but he used it. But it kind of made the joke funnier yeah so it makes sense there's been a couple of other times he's used props i remember i can't remember the actual comedy but there's one where he chews gum and the the, mm. the comedy is about the gum mm. so which i guess is technically a prop but yeah he's not normally a prop comic but i think no. you're right in that he used it uh in a, in a way that actually added to you know his little skit there yeah and added to the skit for sure yeah no it just made it better made it funnier yeah yeah uh the final bit of trivia i have is that the ring dings that george is a massive champion <laughs> of, and pepsi and pepsi <laughs> pepsi yeah. and ring dings <laughs> i like how it I lands, was like, really 
because we're because we're we're adults. I'm like, hang on, yeah, exactly. Like Pepsi's great. You know, a, a dinner for a par- pizza party. Yeah, a dinner party is like it's supposed party. to be a tiny bit more sophisticated and uh-huh. a bit more adult. Like you bring wine, even if you don't drink wine, bring the wine. And even with Pepsi, you better put some spirits in it. You know, yeah. Adults. Nobody yeah. shows up with a two-liter bottle of pla- of Pepsi. <laughs> we're not 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, I like how Jerry Jeez. his expression when he's like, I don't think uh, it'll be good. You know, if we turn up and we put a big bo- a big tub of Pepsi on the table, uh, a two-liter jug of Pepsi, a two-liter jug of Pepsi on the table. How he emphasizes Pepsi in his facial expression kill me. Yeah, it kills me. Yeah, no, what are some ringdings, good ones. Though they're a uh, they're almost like the way I understand them is almost like a wagon wheel. They're like a chocolate oh. disc. Oh, right. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, wagon yeah. wheels, I think they have them in America or maybe they're Australian. No, they're Australian. They're, it's basically like biscuit with marshmallow, with marshmallow topped with chocolate and jam. Yeah, and jam. Yeah. yeah. So oh, they're, they're jam, like, jam in the middle and then topped with chocolate. Yeah. It's yeah. like a s'more. Yeah, kind of with yeah, jam. But with it's, it's, it's more like yeah. a vanilla cream, I think, in the middle. Mm. But it's like on the outside, it kind of looks like a wagon wheel. Yeah, right. It's like a chocolate disc with some stuff inside. Yeah, so they're actually a Drake product. So Drake. Oh, coffee Drake's, cake. Drake's coffee cake. Perfect. Drake also make ringdings. So okay. it's, it's the second uh, Drake product in, uh, in the Not show. To the Not to the, the Drake. Love the Drake. Hate the Drake. Hate the Drake. <laughs> well, if the Drake is ringdings and uh, coffee cake, love the Drake. Love if, there's any, if there's anything else, hate the Drake. We love that Drake, but not love, the Drake. Yeah. yeah like I we love, mentioned a few weeks ago. I love bakery Drake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love Drakery. Love baked goods. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's do this for the very last time, folks. Let's talk about the secondary characters from an episode of Seinfeld. The dinner party, our very last one, like I keep mentioning all the time. Steve, who are we talking about first? Uh, why don't we talk about, because we've already mentioned him a bit, the Saddam Hussein lookalike. Yes. Yeah. I didn't get his credits, but he's played by Amjad Ajay Kassin. But uh, due to the uh, his thick accent, uh, he was voiced by Larry David yeah. post-production in an uncredited role. So yeah. Saddam, yeah, I mean, he just looks a lot like him. He's in a military uniform. He's probably like it's a military... very odd. Yeah. yeah. It's really strange. But you have some great points. But it's... I was watching it and was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, he does look like, you know, like a soul, like, you know, a dictator. Yeah. In that yeah. Maybe he is either... He was going to a party, like a like, like a like a like a cosplay party, or like a dress up, party like a maybe. fancy dress party, and he dressed like Saddam Hussein, yeah, uh, like Prince Harry in the SS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit! I just it's not like that. It's very weird. <laughs> it's like, a it very makes, weird choice for them to be like. It makes sense though, because the Gulf War started yeah. in what 1991. Yeah, and yeah. you know, Gulf it's War topical. like Iraq was like it was topical. So maybe I'm going to say he he went to a fancy dress party as Saddam Hussein. Yep. Okay. That's the way I'm going to. Oh, say. so it's just like some. British guy yep. who's dressed like Saddam. Yeah, Hussein. and he went to a party, and obviously, yeah, Saddam Hussein was relevant in that time. Yeah, so, yeah, it yeah, just so. it feels very strange. But yeah. you had some great points. Well, I picked up that like if he's just on his own, it's just like this this random little sort of storyline right at the end of like Saddam Hussein and George like thinking, hang on, is that Saddam? Yeah, it's just so out of the blue, especially in such a grounded, simple episode. But they do kind of set up the dictator dictator idea because Elaine mentions when Jerry's suggesting other cakes, he says the Napoleon cake, and Elaine's like, why? You know, why would we get a he Napoleon was a cake? Yeah. He, he was a vicious, vicious warmonger. warmonger. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, just before George and Kramer see quote Saddam, he does say that. Being double parked causes so much frustration and rage that this is how dictators start. Mm. And yeah. I think he mentions Mussolini. Yeah, he's like, do you think Mussolini's Mussolini. driving yeah. around and, the and block? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. they they do kind of make a little, they, they make a few little references to dictators. They, they do, which yeah. kind of yes, yes. which kind of does set up the Saddam thing. But I agree with you, Max, in that it's just it's just so like like it's <gasps> funny, it's funny, but it's just like it's such a simple, 
grounded episode. There's not much really going on. There's not, not really a lot of moving parts. No. And then all of a sudden, it feels like almost like a, a season eight or nine mm. storyline, but not as fleshed out. Like it's not a whole episode. It's just this little, it's almost like they were like, we want to incorporate dictators somehow. How can we do it? Mm. And they were just like, let's just chuck it in here. It just seems, it's, it's a great addition. I, is, I think yeah. it adds to the episode. Yeah. But it, it, it takes you out of it for a bit. And you're like, like yeah, it's just so strange. And yeah, then it's the a bit British wanky, accent yeah. as well. Yeah. As well, yeah, yeah. which doesn't make sense because obviously Saddam didn't have a British accent. No. So, no. Yeah. And I wonder if, because obviously, like, as we were just saying before, like the lines and the language that he uses when Larry's doing the voiceover is this sort of ye olde, very proper Queen's English. Yeah. I wonder if those are the same lines that they wanted the actor himself to say or if they changed the dialogue. Because... No, no. I mentioned in the trivia that he was originally meant to ask them for directions. Oh, yes. So bad... that. Yeah, but Larry they overdubbed the it. Yeah. So they the changed top. up the lines because yeah. Larry was... So, yeah, that's yeah. also kind of interesting. Interesting yeah. how like they went with that. Had a different idea and then they switched it out. Yeah, because yeah. even if you look at that scene, you look at the shot with the actor who plays Hussein, he says something completely different. Yeah. And then he like... Oh. Fa- but then he farewells them. Uh-huh. Like yep. You can see that Larry overdubbed it, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Right. You can see that the, wor- the sound that is... I didn't know that when I was watching it, so I didn't pick that up. Yeah. My guess is as well, is maybe because they were running short of time. Mm-hmm. And that was like right at the end of the episode. They didn't want a whole thing where it's like he, they're trying to ask for directions, then George freaks out, mm. you know, and then Kramer freaks out. So mm. they're probably like, let's just in this one and then he drives off yeah yeah that's it yeah mm. you think they would have been able to pick up that his accent was too thick as they were shooting you think yeah, they were like as, they he, as he was saying him? a line they would have been like yeah you think they would have done takes yeah 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 mm. and been like oh this accent might be a bit too thick for our general audience like let's like recast him or mm. ask him to maybe say something different maybe that the maybe priority or, was because yeah. he does look a lot yeah. like Saddam yeah. Hussein yeah. Yeah. so maybe yeah, the does. priority was the recognition yeah. and less actually, so. I, actually I can imagine on set where I'm sure it's just go 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 where you just like shoot get it done Yeah, and then in post production when you were reviewing the footage and you've got more time you're like oh actually that's like, what uh, I think it was as I think we were it was shooting something it was like fine yeah, yeah, but yeah, now yeah. that we think about it maybe with test audiences they were like oh, maybe not I'm thinking that I'm thinking in post production they were like oh and maybe they needed the divide Yeah, maybe they need the like very discernibly British accent so that mm. people wouldn't misinterpret yeah. the significance of the character of the yeah. Saddam lookalike. I'm, yeah, guess- yeah. I'm guessing the British accent was to also tell you as a viewer that this guy looks like Saddam and George in the moment is understandably like what the fuck because mm. he was talking about dictators and then all of a sudden a dictator, <laughs> a very well known dictator, turns up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also double parked, so it's like it's you know it's very relevant to what's just happening. But the British accent is to tell you as a viewer that mm. even though you understand why. George is like concerned. He's obviously not Saddam. Like, no, of you know, course. Yeah. What would Saddam be doing in the middle of Manhattan? <laughs> yeah, going yeah. to a liquor store. Yeah, like. yeah. It's <laughs> it's very odd. Well, he is driving. It looks like he's driving a Cadillac or something. Yeah, yeah. So, I can't remember. Is he wearing the famous like Saddam beret? Yeah, it's yeah. Like he a, is like wearing. He was wearing a beret and, and the full uniform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, like that, a green sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, like yeah. that green, that khaki green. That's why I had hypothesized that he was. It was just a fancy dress party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he was just going there for a party. Yeah, I think that's a great. I think that's a great theory. Yeah, mm. that yeah. makes sense. Makes yeah, I can imagine his friends, you know, saying, hey, like, you look like Saddam Hussein. And he's like, well, I've got a fancy dress party in two weeks. Why don't I, yep. you know, maybe Just maybe, maybe upon reflection, not the best idea to dress no. up as a brutal <laughs> dictator. No. But uh, in the moment, you'd be like, well, I'll take advantage of what I look like yeah. and uh, and go for it. He went to the liquor store to get some.
some drinks to bring and that yep. was it. Yeah. And, that, and that's another thing Saddam Hussein wouldn't do because I think he was a Muslim. Yeah, yeah he yeah. wouldn't have drunk alcohol. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, at least in public he wouldn't have so drunk So, in alcohol. conclusion, he wasn't Saddam Hussein. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No. Yeah. Definitely not. No. No, definitely not. And if he was, somehow he snuck past, you know, the huge, you know, TSA. like complex immigration program yeah. and like FBI. <laughs> FBI intelligence organizations come in there and just Homeland openly go security. through New York. Yeah. security. So, if, just if he was. around. Just kicking around. <laughs> casually, just interacting with the locals, yeah, you know, offering helpful advice about putting Hose on jackets. Probably hired a car. Yep. Yeah. On a complete side note, I only learned recently that Saddam Hussein was actually a prolific writer of like bad romance novels, like Mills and Boone style novels. Oh, right. And you can yeah, actually yeah, yeah. read them all online. Okay. He was a pro- <laughs> like I'm talking like he obviously not available in the mainstream. Yeah. But if you search them out, he wrote something like sixty or eighty fully fledged. Like Mills, like bad romance. Well, he should have done that instead of dictating. Well, yeah. I mean, he was pretty bad at both. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so, yeah. He got so good at dictating the storylines to the person that was writing it. He's like, you know what? I think I could make a career out of this. Yeah, yeah. He's, the person he was dictating to was like, you know what else you could dictate? Lots and lots of people. You know why they, <laughs> found, was, you know why they found him in that hole, yeah? yeah? Because he was upset with the bad reviews. He wrote his latest book. And he's like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm going in the hole. And then yeah. they found him. Yeah, they... They, Ladies they, and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah, they, they put him out of the hole and they're like, you realize, you know, you're over. And he's like, I didn't even know that America had come. I thought I was just hiding from the bad reviews. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Should we be talking about this? Probably not. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> it's our last episode. Oh, we've well. had a, we've had a couple of sneaky uh, drinks, you know. Yeah. Max we, bought, a, Max we bought a bottle of, of champagne for $12. It was going to be Beaujolais, but uh, I, didn't feel like, I didn't feel like red. So we, we got some champagne just hey. to toast the occasion. And it cost you $12. So. Yeah. It did not cost me $12. $12. Probably I didn't. more than twelve dollars. A little bit more. That's because I love you. I love you. Too. Twelve dollars in nineteen ninety four terms. Yeah, maybe. adjusted for inflation. Yeah. 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 How, how thoughtful. Very thoughtful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the the sorry. Oh, man sorry. Sorry. Man with cane. Is man with cane. Yes. Man with cane. He, that's how I have him recorded. Yeah, no, that's how I've got him too. He is played by actor and writer Roger Etchbacker. Uh, as a writer, he's written for Star Trek: The Next Generation. Jeez, pretty good gig. He's also written for many children's animated shows including the Angry Beavers Our Real Monsters and the Super Mario Bros show where he was head writer Wow. wow. So incredible, like, incredible animated I shows. Love, well, yeah, those first two. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think I what ever was, watched the Mario Brothers Oh, that was in the, the 80s. It was like a short-lived oh, okay. animated series. What was the first one you mentioned? Uh, um, Angry, Angry Beavers. Beavers. I never watched that. They're oh, like, a Nickelodeon one. Yeah, oh. they, they're two beavers. That are angry? <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh. very angry. One of them more so than the other. Right. Yes, yeah, yes. they're both angry. <laughs> That's right. As an actor, he's appeared in TV shows including Step by Step, Oh Baby. Even though that's not the theme song for no, the show. No, it's not. Yeah. You think it is. At first I was like, hang on, isn't that? A new kids on the block song. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, the Larry Sanders Show, The West Wing, and Weeds. This guy, he has absolutely no empathy. He's possibly even a sociopath. Yeah, he seems very unconcerned about uh, Elaine's well-being. Yeah, doesn't give a shit. He's just very, like very, very inauthentic. Inauthentic, yeah. and he says sorry not to show Elaine that he is actually sorry, but just to be polite. Yeah, just be like sorry. I don't know if he even says it. To me, the way he says sorry is like actually fairly antagonistic. It's that too. Sar- yeah, it's very yeah. sarcastic. He's like sorry, sorry. Yeah, I- Sorry. I wrote down Sorry. Um, Sorry. on my notes. I was like, uh, it's the f- maybe the first documented, or at least like in mainstream media, the first ever evidence of vocal fry. Vocal fry? I- Sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel okay. like he was like before his time. You right. Know how, what do you like- mean vocal fry? Like, so it's, it's, it's that like typical like valley girl. Oh kind of thing yeah, where like like, oh like, like sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, called yeah, vocal yeah. fry. But ah, like I'm yeah. like, is this the first 
the first evidence of vocal fry in mainstream media. Possibly, possibly. Because he's like, sorry. So we can sorry. say he's a valley girl from Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I also had, like, not empathic. Yep. Yeah, no empathy. Shit, doesn't no. even really, no. like, look back over his shoulder. Like, he says sorry as he's walking away. Doesn't he only really says sorry because Elaine yells, yells at, him. at him. Yeah. He doesn't, like, you know. He no, he's not genuinely sorry. No, he no, wouldn't no. have stopped and turned around and apologised and asked if she was okay if she said nothing. He would have just kept on going, knowing full well that he, I mean, he would have felt that. You know, yeah. Like, cause, you like, would think. Well, I mean, I don't, I've never used a cane, but I imagine you would you would get familiar with the feeling of a floor. And then all if of a sudden. If there was a toe underneath. Yeah, it. like that different that sudden change in sensation would register on some level mm. and you go i'm putting my cane on something different maybe. also elaine yeah. says owl like yeah you know. straight away but i'm just saying like if elaine didn't say anything yeah he still should have turned around and gone what, what was, was that? that and and then gone oh crap but he didn't apologize yeah so bit of an asshole but it looks like he either had like recent surgery or an accident because he he's wearing like a moon, a moon boot, boot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe an accident or something yeah broken leg that doesn't stop maybe someone from broke his feelings. leg for being an asshole <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that's fine yeah that's fine with me i just thought you know because he's wearing like a turtleneck and a trench coat. He yeah. looks very kind of like, I want to say uppity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah his yeah. accent's very like, sorry. 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 Like yeah. he just doesn't really. He's almost really like, his accent's about. almost like a cartoon version also, of like a posh person. Also at that point of the episode, they're sitting on like milk crates mm. in front of the display case. Mm. So maybe he sort of thinks that they're, you know, lower than him and yeah. doesn't really deserve, mm. he doesn't really owe them an apology because of, they're kind of just in the way. What are these two point. homeless people doing? Yeah. Here? Like what are these two people doing sitting on these milk these crates. bubkaless losers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, here with my... Bubker. I'm here with my moon boot and my trench coat and my turtleneck and I don't have time. Mirror. But I think this guy is probably one of the best one-line characters on the show. <laughs> yeah. like, he's sorry. definitely one of the best. Sorry. Just, sorry. He reminds me a lot of, and perfect. Ivan will appreciate this because he knows how much I love this character. Like, you know, there's a clonk over there. Oh, from the limo, from the, the, uh, limo, the, the yeah, driver, yeah. yes. The guy at the airport. He's there's, one of the best one-liners Yeah, it was like, too. there's yeah. a clonk over there. There's a clonk over there. Over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the, the ridiculous, like, cartoon me, British accent. He reminds me of the butler from The Simpsons. So he's like, I've had a stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. had a stroke. Mm-hmm. Although he's more animated yeah. than the guy, the sorry guy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. He's um. Well, he's on an animated show. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ooh. I get what you mean. I yeah. Get, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's a dick. Yeah, he's, he's a, a dick. He's, he's a, a big dick. He's a dick, but I love him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's actually funny. Yeah, he's funny. He's yeah. He's, Sorry. Again, on Signcast, they were theorizing because if you watch, if you watch that scene, you can tell his voice was done over as well. And one of the hosts of Signcast was saying that they reckon that that's Larry David who does his voice. Oh. And it's not credited. No. It's not. It's not documented anywhere. Uh. But he's convinced that it's Larry David because it sounds like it sounds apparently to him like Larry David. And when I listened to it with that in mind, I thought I can't pick like Larry David specifically, but it sounds more to me. It sounds more like Larry David, like a Larry David ridiculous mm. British posh accent. Yeah. Than the Saddam Hussein. The Saddam Hussein doesn't to me sounds nothing like Larry. David. No, it sounds nothing like him. It I sounds like a gen- it sounds yeah, like yeah, a yeah. genuine British accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a well-spoken British person, whereas the comical cartoon version mm. of like sorry Maybe sounds some- more like. Larry yeah. David to me then, mm. then and it, but it's it's apparently not Larry David. Maybe so, something went wrong with the audio recording or something. Maybe like there was distortion or or something went wrong with the microphone during know. the takes. I don't know. Something yeah. weird must have happened and thought shit. This audio feeds maybe, and we maybe, can't bring back the actors. You know, mm, to reshoot. Yeah. So. Maybe Larry's like, you know what? I just want to, you know, I just want to put just, my voice over. Everything. Just want to put my voice over everything. Like just sort of, you yeah, know, flex my flex my power. I've only written the show. I haven't and done just, much. Just just yeah. dub random British accents over <laughs> random characters. I've only come up with the show. Yeah. Just because I can. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. 
Well, more do you want, mate? Yeah, but I mean, Larry David does that a lot. He just voices random characters that could be voiced by plenty of other people, but he just pops he has in a occasionally. Very distinctive voice, though. Like I didn't yeah. recognize his voice. I had no idea. Saddam Hussein. I read the trivia no, so and well. I was shocked. I was like, "What?" Because no. he's got a quite yeah. a. To me, he's got quite a distinctive, like gravelly. Yeah. Yeah, Larry David does have a distinct voice, and mm. yeah, it sounded nothing like him. So yeah. smooth. Yeah, very yeah, smooth. Yeah. yeah, silky smooth. Silky yeah. smooth. Indeed. Do you have anything else about? Sorry. Sorry, no, but I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> also, the facial it was expression. Was sorry. It looked like he just bit a lemon. Yeah, he yeah, was perfect. So sour. <laughs> Maybe he ordered a lemon tart or something, mm. and he just ate it. Sorry. <laughs> he just ate it. He had a couple of bites, and then he went sorry. Maybe he didn't get a chocolate bobka, and he was just in a foul mood. So oh, it was like, oh, I'm sorry. He out on the bobka. He did, yeah, because yeah. the Benedicts, who I guess we'll talk about yeah, next. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they got, got the, the they last chocolate bobka. They did, yes. Sorry. Sorry. Actually, maybe Jerry and Got the last cinnamon bobka, and he was dirty at them because he couldn't oh, get chocolate or, or cinnamon. cinnamon. So he's like, right. "Well, fuck all of you! I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deliberately stamp on your foot with my oh, cane, Jesus. and then, and then my apology will be terrible." Yeah, prof- sorry, sorry, possibly. Sorry, not sorry. He <laughs> invented sorry, not sorry. Souls, not souls. Souls, not souls. <laughs> uh, so the Benedicts, and uh, they were played by well, Barbara. She was played by Susie Sorrow. She's appeared in Good Advice and Art. I think you mean Susie Sorrow. Sorry. <laughs> 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 and uh, David, he was played by Mark Holton. He's appeared in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, A League of Their Own, and Leprechaun. Oh, two, two big ones. And, yeah, one uh, and a, well, a one B grade uh, cult horror yeah. film. Yes. Well, all we know about them is Barbara met Elaine at the dinner party host's baby shower previously. Mm-hmm. So Elaine, you know, they're, they're going on an argument about the bobka and stuff, and uh, Elaine realizes, shit, you're actually I've met you before, and yeah. even Barbara didn't remember. Yeah. So obviously Barbara had maybe Elaine said something stupid in the baby shower, or maybe they didn't talk much and Barbara thought nothing of Elaine at the time and uh, she remembers Elaine and goes oh you I remember you no Elaine recognises Barbara first no that's what I mean but then uh, Barbara says no but then Barbara realised oh I yes. have met you too yeah. so maybe Barbara thought at nothing of Elaine shower. at the baby shower mm. or didn't talk to her I would or, imagine it would have just been yeah. like a like a random introduction like oh Elaine this is my friend Barbara Barbara meet Elaine like yeah, hi might be like, hey. like a 10 yeah. second chat and that's it that's mm. it so you know the, the conversation or the interaction wasn't memorable enough but you know it was enough of an introduction to remember when Elaine said, I remember you, you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 I just had that they were both like pretty standoffish, you know, yeah. when we, when we cut to Elaine and Jerry trying to ask for the ticket and kind of explaining the situation, they're both standing there with like their arms crossed, obviously not very, you know, open to the request and... To me, they looked, they were both like quite well-dressed. Barbara, especially, you know, she's got beautiful hair, well-dressed. She's got gold jewelry and stuff. So to me, they're just kind of like, A, we got here first. B, we got the ticket first. C, we're better than you. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. And we're not going to budge. Yep. The other thing, though, I just got really frustrated by the fact that they wasted, Elaine and Jerry wasted so much time trying to negotiate over this ticket that Mm. they could have just... Yeah, anyway. Grabbed a ticket. Yeah. Could have just grabbed it. Like, it looked like they're standing there for ages yeah. talking to this. And then it, you know, comes up and then they're like, oh, I recognize you. Oh, that's really awkward. Rah, rah, rah. And but that adds to the self centeredness of both of them, Jerry yeah. and Elaine. They're just so, such self centered people yeah. that they wouldn't even think of getting a ticket. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, to me, it was. It was frustrating to watch because I was just sitting there being like, just get a ticket and wait, like instead of going and now creating a confrontation with someone that you're then going to potentially bump into at this dinner party. Yeah. They're both calling each other jerks. Like, yeah, I think the best way to handle that, like, 
you know, I've I've been in that situation before where you're so caught up in your own like mm. it's about the principle, mm. but then you know once the situation is over or mm. as you think about it as it's happening, you go this I should have just de-escalated and just accepted that this thing didn't work out as I intended yeah. and just gone with it. You know, like the 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 frustration and the sticking to your guns is not worth it because the outcome's mm. worse mm. than if you just accepted that it slightly diverted. They wasted more time. Yeah. So I understand Elaine's mindset of like, no, no, it's a principle. Like, we got here first. I'm going to ask. Like, I, I get that impulse that she has. But I think Elaine could have handled it better if she just, you know, once she recognized it and thought, well, this is not only going to be awkward in the bakery, it's going to be awkward at the dinner party. Just apologized and said, look, you know, we're, we're stressed out. Like, just, just sort of de-escalated it, apologized it and tried to make amends. Mm. And then just say, why don't we, I don't know, like, it could have been so much easier. They they could have ordered just, two things from exactly. the one person's ticket. Yeah, mm. you know, or or taken taken like mutual credit for the bubka. Like we're going in fourths for the bubka. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, or like I don't know. It just it could have been being principled is good in some circumstances, but being over principled to the mm. point where you just won't let it go, and the outcome from being principled is actually worse mm. and more complicated and more like Ugh, than just letting it go and accepting that sometimes things just things happen. Things just don't work out. They don't. Yeah. You know, you just got to You got to know when to let go. And Elaine is very, very. You know, she's like a, a dog with a bone. She's mm. Sometimes she doesn't know when to let go mm. and sort of and let go of her own like devotion to whatever she's trying to achieve in a, in a situation. But that's what makes it funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other thing that I love is like when Elaine and Barbara are kind of in their final little interaction, and so Elaine calls Barbara a jerk, and then. Barbara calls Elaine a jerk. Mm. Everyone's really sort of agitated. And then they call Barbara's number and she's like, that's us. Yeah. And goes to the counter and then she's like, we'll have the chocolate babka. And she's very sort of like serene and yeah. collected. You know, you see that like <laughs> face just switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which to me kind of just speaks of that kind of like, you know, upper middle class entitled white whatever privilege of just being like you know in the altercation with elaine sticking to her guns and then turns around and is like we'll have the chocolate bob girl yeah <laughs> you know she doesn't seem too frazzled by the uh no. by the confrontation no she's, she's she thinks of elaine she, wants. she thinks of elaine as lesser yes yeah yeah, yeah that's pretty clear elaine, like the sorry elaine, guy elaine yeah. elaine is the the cinema bob girl in this situation she is a chocolate <laughs> the lesser bob, bob girl the lesser bob girl, the lesser bob girl. Another, yeah another bob girl she's the lesser <laughs> customer in in the eyes of barbara yes. for sure yeah. Mm, yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean we don't really see them much. No. Yeah, Barbara and David. Yeah, so we can't really, you know, hop off the I do love the way that them. they're like, we're going to get to the party and we're going to tell everybody how, what jerk you've been. Yeah, yeah, like, what jerk you've well, been. Yeah. We're going to get to the party first. Yeah, and tell you what a jerk you've <laughs> and been. And we're going to yeah. tell everybody what a jerk you were. And it's like, well, yeah, guys, like, <laughs> kind of dug yourself that hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elaine, mostly Elaine, but Elaine and Jerry, like, they dug themselves that they're hole. They're definitely, yeah. I think, I think the they could have dug themselves out a bit again if Elaine. They could have when, tried. Yeah, when they when she realized, oh, hang on, I know her. This is going to be embarrassing. It's going to be way more complicated than just a, a We're line. We're all going to the yeah, same yeah. party. Yeah, she, Elaine could have just apologized and, you know, tried to smooth it over. Yeah. But, you know, she's, yeah. She's, she's very abrasive. Yeah. Elaine. And that's comedy. And, and that's comedy, yes, yes. Actually, the one thing I did want to say was that it's rare that someone, especially, you know, Elaine, like George expresses in this episode, mm. she is quite intimidating. She is very good at getting what she needs to out of a situation through either intimidation or just because she's smarter or just because... She's charming, you know, mm. like she normally is the winner in a mm. situation where there's an outcome. It's rare that someone just... She's a just, woman of many resources. She mm. is. It's rare that another person simply like just sort of walks over her and Elaine gets Other nothing out. Other than Mishki. Yeah. Like, yeah. obviously there are exceptions to that, mm. but it's it's just odd to see. Not odd, but it's not common to see mm. Elaine come out.
come out of an interaction with zero. Like mm. she 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 will be the jerk when she gets to the party. She doesn't get the bubka. She, she gets sort of, her toe she, broken. She gets her toe broken. She like she, she's she a very vindictive she, person too. Yeah, but she gets zero out of this situation. Normally she would get something. But Even by just, the time when they do eventually arrive at the door of the host, you know, they knock on the door, they're like, Here's your wine, here's your cake. Her hair is all frazzled. Yeah. You know, like they've they gone through a rough look, evening. They yeah. all look really forlorn and kind of you know, and obviously nobody wants to go to the dinner party anymore. They're over it by then. Yeah, by yeah. then. And <laughs> obviously not they're not close we... enough friends to, yeah. you know, enjoy their party. It's yeah. not often yeah. we see Elaine come off second best. No. Yeah. No, no. But second best, like, I can think of some occasions where she comes off second best, but she might get small victories mm. in that overall loss. In this, she's sort of like, none of them get anything. She just continuously gets shut on. Yeah. <laughs> George loses his Gore-Tex jacket. Yeah. Yeah. You know, loses his money. I mean, Kramer's really the only winner in this situation in that he gets a, a penthouse forum. He does. <laughs> you know. And he didn't even bring <laughs> his Bar. And a clock bar. Yeah, he's bar, actually yeah. the only winner. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. He just has to get his heating fixed in the car. Yeah. And he's set. <laughs> Do you have anything else about, uh, what are they called? The Benedicts. The Benedicts. No. Even the, Bened- Even the name Benedict is such a posh name. The mm. Benedicts. Vera Benedict. They must mm. live in the upper, was it the east side is the fancy one? Or is it the I west think so. Side? I've never east. been to New York, so. No, me either. No I idea. East. Yeah. The east, yeah. Man- I think Manhattan is mostly. Yeah, they live in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> the only other notes I have on characters, uh, the last one I have is the counterwoman. Oh, yeah. Uh, from the bakery. She, yes, she's played by Catherine Cates. She's appeared in Orange is the New Black, the Netflix series, oh. as well as Hunters and Shades of Blue. In a COVID world or post-COVID world, she would not do too well. In no. Her dress, with her coughing <laughs> and hair in the bubka and everything, everything just goes to shit. Yeah, I think she's just one of those run of them, like one of those tough counter women who's probably been she in the job for like 20 years. a little bit of the soup Nazi. Uh, not to the same, like not in the same kind of echelon, but like even when they go back and they're like, um, you gave us a bobcoat that has a hair on it. Yeah. And she's like, got to take another number. Yeah. She's like, not the best in customer service. No. no. <laughs> very she's, poor customer service. Indeed. And yeah, then she's by she's the very end, like she's like, routine. how about a box of scram? Yeah. She's, she's just like, doesn't have any tolerance for anything outside of what she wants to happen. That's mm. right. There's zero flexibility, zero like empathy or care. It's just like you know and and again she's not intimidated by elaine either like it's rare that it's rare that elaine like sort of turns it up and people aren't at least mildly mm. intimidated well she's george is like, scared of elaine yeah, yeah, bits, yeah. but uh not yeah. the counter woman yeah i like how george uses that as an example why he's afraid of her but then it cuts to elaine of like what he's going to do what she's going to do that to panama has yeah. nothing. it's just like they're, they're both talking about the same oh, incident yeah. completely yeah. like and then obviously unknowingly. I don't know where it is in the before or after, but when she throws his toupee out the window. Yeah. This is what I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't like things being on his head other than no hair. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, This seems to be an episode mostly about Elaine. Uh, Yeah. yeah, The counter woman at the bakery, she, yeah, she just, I think she's just jaded. I think she just doesn't give a shit. No. She probably deals with a lot of assholes. She's been doing the same job for years. Yeah. She's just like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care about your complaints. I don't care. Like she's just, if it's not routine, I don't Mm. give a shit. No. And if and if you want me to give a shit, I give less of a shit. That's you know? kind of where I get the reminiscence of the soup Nazi in that, like, it's clearly a very popular, you know, you have to take a number. There's lots of people there. They have to wait. I think they say they waited 15 minutes just to get to the counter. So, like, it feels like one of those kind of, like, cult classic, mm. you know, New York spots where everybody wants to go there. Everybody yep. wants the bobka. I mean, the you know. chocolate bobka sold out. So yeah. That, it is. That's how popular service, it is. So their food will be really good. The yeah. customer mm. service comes secondary to, you know, the the acclaim of the place and what everybody's going there for. So they it's don't like, need to win over a customer base. Exactly. 
Exactly. People are going to show up and buy their shit, whether the lady's mm. nice to them or coughing on their food or whatever <laughs> <Yep>. or not. <laughs> yeah. That's um, nice. I and like that's Jerry's kind of quips. That's, that's kind nice. of the vibe. That's nice. That's good. When she's coughing, she's like, that's nice. <laughs> oh, that's what you want. <laughs> that's yeah. what you want. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and a landslide. Yeah, you some... gave us the hair with a cake around it. <laughs> <laughs> swap the hair with some phlegm. <laughs> but she doesn't even see, like, you know, theoretically, that would be within earshot of this woman while she's coughing. She has no response. That She's like, a wall yeah, yeah you know and when she's like there's chocolate and there's cinnamon it's all just very matter of fact as you said it yeah. seems like she's been there for a long time the baked goods are gonna send them sell themselves because it's you know one of those kind of very popular places she just doesn't give a shit yeah. no doesn't yeah. care no doesn't and care. yeah quality control and food hygiene in this world in 1994 was obviously a very different thing in 2020 and 2021 forget it yeah (laughs) you'd be out out on your ass yeah yeah even at a place like that with a customer base so loyal still wouldn't fly no it wouldn't she's like hocking up another lung Mm. yeah basically yeah Yeah, she must have a lot yeah yeah it's a lot like i've been in public situations where i've had to like have a coughing fit or something that other people might perceive as unhygienic but you do a bit to disguise it or you walk away or you like cubby mouth she's just blatant like cough cough cough. all over there yeah 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 yeah. Whatever. Mm. She's patient zero. Yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, patient zero of SARS. Maybe, she was, maybe she was a victim of one of Saddam's chemical weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Sarin gas. No, that was in Japan. Anyway. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Too much uh, powdered sugar in the windpipe. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. She snuck, a, you know, snuck a bit of babka and that was it. Yeah. But has that ever happened to you when you like go to eat a Danish or something like that with powdered sugar and then you accidentally like bite and inhale yeah. it? The powdered time. sugar is so fine. Yeah, you know, it gets I have run, really gets choked run, to yeah. death on yeah. powdered sugar. Yeah, yeah it gets right in times. there. It's just it's, it's such a fine crystal. Maybe that's what yeah. happened. Yeah, maybe years ago, stupidly, I did the cinnamon challenge. We were supposed oh. to eat a tablespoon. Oh, that trend from like what 2012, 2013. 2012, 2013. Yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. I watched the YouTube videos and I was like, I can do that. This and. Man, it it's it didn't work. Nearly died. Yeah, because it because <laughs> as soon as you put the cinnamon in your mouth, it dries up, and it's like a it's like it sucks the moisture. It's almost mm. like charcoal in that it just sucks all the moisture sure. out, and it becomes this like dry, powdery, weird nugget in your mouth. Oh, and that's it, why people can't. Yeah. That's why people can't eat it. Ah, yeah, because that's it, what it is, and it, and it burns as well because it's you know it's a spice. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and you can't swallow it, and then you cough, and it's just like you're coughing like it's just like a big puff of cinnamon. <laughs> but then you're also inhaling. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, that's yeah, drawing. yeah, yeah. It's hell. Yeah. So that's why I prefer cinnamon sugar, not yeah, cinnamon. Yeah. To answer your question, I haven't, I haven't uh, choked on inhaling sugar, but I've intentionally put a lot of cinnamon in my mouth, and that caused a similar effect, which was very stupid. Yeah. Don't do that again. No. 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 I lost the cinnamon challenge, and that's okay. Good. I'm glad. Anyway, that for me, that's all the secondaries I have. Did you want to touch on any more? I, I mean, we got the liquor the, store guy. Yeah, I was going to say I've got a couple of little notes about. I just said bottle shop salesman. But yeah, we he's could played also by Frank. Store. Yeah, he's played by Frank Novas. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. To me, like the the overall kind of picture that I got from the secondaries in this, or not so much the the Benedicts, but all of the like sales attendants, it just struck me as like that very kind of archetypal, disinterested New York kind yep. of prototypes of mm-hmm. like the bakery person, the guy at the newsstand, the guy in the bottle shop, where they're just like, I'm not going to change your hundred. Like, A, I can't break it. Then the next guy's like, you got to spend more money before I'm going to change. You know, like, they're mm. all just kind of like, eh, get yeah. over it. It's like, you're you're on my turf. Get with my program. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty exactly. much. And even they're, when he's like, you know, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we bought some wine before. And he's like, yeah, but this isn't a hangout. Like, you got to go outside. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just, I got that kind of sense of that sort of very, yeah, I guess, like the archetype of the the hard ass. Mm, because you have to be like. Take a re- no prisoners, yeah. New Yorker style. Because, yeah, because around that time, 80s, 90s, New York, 
it was yeah. a pretty tough place. Yeah. You know, with crime and stuff. So you kind of, even the shopkeepers had to be tough. Yeah. You know, you couldn't like, you had to stand your ground. Yeah. So I can understand why they're a bit abrasive. But I also yeah. love that um, he took that god-awful jacket. Because obviously he's like, <laughs> oh, you're going yeah. to have to pay for that when George knocks over all the wine he's like you're gonna have to pay for that but they've obviously like off screen negotiated some sort of trade where he takes that horrible jacket <laughs> the ninja turtle jacket the ninja turtle it's, it looks like a gorilla yeah gorilla yeah, yeah. with, yeah. Like, with his barrel panels. chest yeah, 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 yeah. I, I noticed the big shoulder pads it looked like a gridiron blair yeah. it looks it's insane yeah. but he like he agrees to that as a trade-off instead of taking cash which for he had the wine he had a hundred dollars. Yeah, he could have paid for it. Well, he, had, he had what eighty six dollars left out of the. Unless of all uh, that wine, unless it's six seventy five. Oh yeah, the, oh, did he pay for the wine, which was twelve? So oh, was sorry, 80, and so the had, wine was he twelve. Had, he still so had eighty bucks. Oh yeah. maybe they unless would, they would have paid for most. Unless it was really unless expensive. they were expensive, like twenty dollar bottles. It was a lot of like wine. The wine, yeah, maybe a couple hundred bucks worth. Yeah, yeah. maybe it was the cash plus the jacket. Maybe, but still, know. like he didn't sort of stick his ground and be like, "No, I want cash." He's like, yeah. oh, "I'll take your jacket." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe he was feeling cold in there. Yeah, <laughs> he forgot his jacket. Yeah, it does look very toasty, even though it's ugly AF. I think Gore-Tex is actually an expensive material. I have. Yeah. I have a jacket um, that's like a waterproof and windproof jacket that I got before I went overseas traveling and it's got Gore-Tex in it. And everybody says that Gore-Tex is meant to be really breathable and fuck me, that jacket is like stepping into a sauna. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's my whole understanding is that Gore-Tex is like windproof, waterproof and then also very breathable those two things i don't know much about linen design or like the physics of materials but in my head the idea of it being windproof and waterproof and also breathable doesn't make sense i know but i'm pretty sure that's how they i'm pretty sure that's how they market it and it's even got like the gore-tex branding somewhere on this jacket you like saying gore-tex don't you (laughs) yeah you do (laughs) i thought it would be better but i sweat like a mofo under that thing like i can't zip it up if it's raining i have to walk around melbourne without it zipped up because if i zip it up and it's not freezing cold it's like a hot box it is it's like a sauna yeah right it's not (laughs) breathable very warm but not breathable obviously they're lying yeah obviously (laughs) buggers buggers but yeah he's just a typical yeah like a stereotypical new york you know yeah salesperson yeah just yeah abrupt this episode was full of just disgruntled shopkeeps (laughs) yeah it's basically like an episode of curb which makes sense with larry writing it it's like yeah it's like a PG-rated version of Curb. Yeah. 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 Everyone's disgruntled. Everyone's a jerk. Nobody has any fun. No. No, no fun. Even when ever. they show up to the party, they're like, here's your wine. Yeah. Here's the cake. And then they just turn around and walk and off. And leave. the lady's standing there like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to me, the only exception, again, is Kramer because he got a free chocolate. And he's, he seems to be in good spirits the whole time. Like even, Other even... than when he's really, really cold. That's true. That's mm. true. But at the start when they're in the car where, you know, they're all sort of making quips at each other and stuff, Kramer's just laughing. Like, yeah. He's having a good time. But even like his spirits are back to normal yeah. by the time he gets to the party. Yeah. Like, you know, the cold is just a temporary. He is uh, unfuffable. He's, he's yeah. got his penthouse. Yeah. That is good. The, the fort. He's got his penthouse for him. Oh. <laughs> the magazine. Oh, no, no, no. Well, that's Kramer's secret uh, secret wealth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does George say? Like, all these people are having um, sex with amputees? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like a, a high number of people in America are having sex with amputees. <laughs> I don't know. There must be a prevalence of amputee sex stories. In, in Penthouse, man. There's a lot of weird references in this episode. Yeah. I don't yeah. quite get, but he it's knows. a good one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> get a penthouse and love we'll a read and yeah. see what happens. We, that can be a bonus podcast. We sit around <laughs> reading 90s penthouse forum stories. Sounds good. <laughs> that, that already sh- exists. 
Yeah, I'm sure they'll. Oh yeah, true, true. I'm sure there'll be articles on Reddit. Yeah, I can read them. Yeah, yeah. There'll be lots of like heaving bosoms and like you know, no moist mounds and oh no, you know. Actually, sorry. I just now that I thought about it, which I guess is probably as we were saying before, it was topical at the time. But the guy that bumps into George when they're standing out the front of the news kiosk. Oh yeah, yeah. And yells "big coat" at him. Also appears to be someone of Middle Eastern descent, and he has like a large bushy beard mm. and a somewhat kind of thick-ish accent. So I wonder if that was, you know, running with the thing at the times and kind of creating mm. that. Been there's added. some sort of tension. Or it could have been, yeah. yeah, maybe it was like, like to do with like the Gulf War as well, the US-Iraq yeah, yeah, relations. Maybe it was a thing. Because he like yeah. just bumps into him and he's like, big goat, big goat. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? And then walks off and everyone's a bit sort of jostled on and, and, yeah. and on edge. But yeah, yeah it, I could just... been, it could have been adding, you know, those little like references of dictators. Like you know, setting that little, it up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Or maybe it was a thing where George, you know, his coat was so intrusive that, you know, at first he bumps into someone, but then he bumps into all that wine. Maybe, so it's kind of like a precursor of what would happen. Maybe if we're if we're sticking with the if we're sticking with the um you know the dictator whatever maybe maybe George's coat was American foreign foreign policy <laughs> just sticking oh, no. sticking its nose in where it doesn't belong. Oh my goodness! Starting wars, breaking no. wine, all breaking over the wine. Place. Oh my goodness! Who wrong, knows? Wrong, shattering wrong. bottles, <laughs> shattering homes. Yep. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, anyway. Shattering dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're done with that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other notes on any other secondary character? Nah. No, no, and, and that's it. Never again. Let's Never again. At least on la- record. Yeah, our last ever secondary character analysis of Seinfeld. Such a shame. That's a shame. That's a shame. That's a shame, indeed. Uh, that's a shame. So let's take our very, 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 very last break of Bidmabask. And Stephen and I, we are going to reveal our top 10 secondary characters on the show for the whole time we have done the series over four years, every episode we have done now. And we are going to find out where this episode sits in every Seinfeld episode we have done. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry? You almost took my toe off. What do you watch that you're doing, you lunatic? This is the last welcome back of the last break of the last episode of Bidwabask. I am honoured to be here with you too. And I would love to hear about your top tens, your rankings, your scales for this episode and your secondary characters. All right, well, we can start with our secondary characters. So my top 10 yeah. secondaries for the whole time we've done Seinfeld. Are number 10, Newman, of course. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Corinne. She's from The Marine Biologist. Number eight is Kruger, George's boss, mm. uh, last boss in the series. Loved him. Milos is number seven from The Comeback. Uh, number six is Book from the library, our third ever episode of this podcast. Mm. Number five, surprisingly, a lot of people might disagree, but Susan, a lot of people don't like her, but I, you know, after we did our What's the Deal with Susan mm. episode, our fifth ever one, I really liked her. Yeah. Yeah. She gets a bad rap. She yeah. does, but after talking about her, yeah, really got into she her. She really has bad taste, though. Oh, she does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number four, Yev Kasim, the soup Nazi. Mm. Number three, Uncle Leo. Hello, yeah. Jerry's uncle. Number two, Frank Costanza, George's father. What a legend. Mm. Number one, Jerry. Just edging Frank Costanza at number one, George Steinbrenner. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And your top ten, Stephen? Uh, so I haven't read out my top ten in too long. Too long. Yeah. Uh, and well, I could, this is your I, last chance. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't find my last time I read out the top ten. So I remembered some of them, but I basically done like a fresh top ten. Beautiful. 
So number 10, Helen Seinfeld. I realise oh, how much I love Helen. I love right. Helen. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's because she reminds me a lot of my own mother in, in lots of ways. Yeah, you mentioned so that last like, week. Yeah, yeah, so there was yeah, a lot yeah. of relatability and she's mm. just a fantastic character. Yep. Number nine, uh, the second best, well, sorry, the best Seinfeld mother as far as I'm concerned, Estelle yes. Sansa. Uh, number eight for me was Susan. Great. And a lot of the same reasons she gets a bad rap. Uh, she seems to be the only like voice of reason a lot of the time. She's very funny too. She's funny. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. funny, yeah. Yeah, and she's just, she's smart. She's mm. accomplished. She's intelligent. Like she's she's a great person. She's queer. She's queer. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Number seven is the Street Toughs, Bob and Cedric. Oh, great. Fantastic. Great. Love yes. them. Yeah. Number six is the old man. I can't remember his name, oh. but he's credited as the old Sid man. Sid Fields. Sid Fields. Yeah. yeah. From, uh, that was With the goiter. Yeah, uh, yeah, same yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah same yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, number five, Frank Costanza. Great. Classic. Yeah. What can you say? Number four, the record shop owner. Ah, uh, yes, from the old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Al Johnson. Yeah. Al Johnson. What am I going to do with Al Johnson? <laughs> uh, number three, Joe, the fruit store owner. Yeah. Fruit store owner. Banned. Love him. Banned from the store. You're banned. You're banned from the store. <laughs> Number two, and number two and one was a tough one. For a long time, they were tied, but I decided to actually put them in order. Number two is Jack Klompus. Great. Mm. Uh, you know, take the ban. Love him. Number one, uh, Alton Bennis. Yeah. Love him forever. Wow. He's just, he's just so, disc- like, he's just so, he's such a, like, a grumpy, grisly old prick. Yeah. And that's why I love him. Excellent. So that's my number one. Very good. I know you don't have a top 10, Max, but if you had to say pick yeah. five or yeah, 10, yeah. whatever, who would you pick off the top of your head? Um, Your favorite Babu- secondaries. Babu Bart yep. oh, yeah. has to be there. Frank is Yep. Definitely has to be there. I don't know why, but the maestro is coming up. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 He's, he's good. He's weird. Uh, he's erotic. A, he's not one of my favorites, but you know. No, but he's coming him. through. Yeah. I'm just yeah, like yeah, literally yeah, yeah. sitting here doing this in real time. Yeah. So sure, sure, the maestro, sure, sure. Yep. The soup Nazi. Yep. And I like Marla the Virgin. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's yep. good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Great. Yeah, that's my five. <laughs> I'm not, I can't do ten. No, that's, that's fine. fine. That's Let's fine. You haven't done enough episodes. <laughs> yeah. Now, Stephen, out of every episode of Seinfeld we have done, this episode for me sits at number 21. I really enjoyed wow. it. What about you? Uh, it sits at number nine for me. Number nine. Nice. So I made my top ten. Yep. I lovely. really like this episode. Yeah, yeah. great. Um, yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, yeah, it was just to me, it was an underrated classic. It had the the, mm. the black and white cookie lines. The sorry guy mm. was a highlight for me. Oh, yeah. Um, it had many, many, many grumpy old men, which I love. Yeah, just I thought it was, I can't fault this episode. It's terrific, and I do love yeah. episodes that sort of break their own mold. Mm. Yeah, the Larry yeah. David written ones are some of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. So and I love a bottleneck. A lot yep. of my yeah. other favorites are bottlenecks. Yep. So, yeah, yep. I'm a sucker for a bottleneck. Yep. And I also, I love to see the tables turned and Jerry and Elaine, you know, as we're saying, like they everybody comes off second best, yep. not just George. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone loses. Yeah, all the core four lose. And it's episode, yeah. and then yeah, you know they show up at the party. They basically throw the shit at them and then they, and they leave. And I think that's so relatable. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's nice a, when the tables. Are it's burned. a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's Underrated very good. For sure. Yeah, for season sure. five is a corker. Oh, yeah. it's a cracker. Yeah, probably the second best season. Yeah. Besides yep. four, uh, my top ten episodes: number ten, the yada yada from season eight; mm. number nine, the puffy shirt from season five; mm-hmm. number eight, surprisingly, the fix up from season three. Oh. Where George hooks up with the uh, the woman that uh, Lane's friend. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. A surprisingly. I really enjoyed that episode a lot. There yeah. you go. That was one where I never didn't think of it enough before the podcast. I'm, yeah, but I'm then struggling I watched it and to bring loved it. more than just that main plot to mind. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Number seven, the Facility Jerry. Number six is the opposite. The Facility Jerry from season six. The opposite from season five is number six. From season five as well, the fire. Number four, uh, season four is the outing. Number three mm-hmm. from season five, the mango. Number two, also from season five, the marine biologist. And number one. The seminal episode of Seinfeld from season four, the contest. Mm. Number one. Yep. 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 Good choice. What about yeah. you, bud? Most of mine are earlier episodes, but cool. uh, so number 10 is the 
Bubble Boy. Number nine is the Junior Mint. Nice. Number eight is the Hamptons. Number seven is the Limo. Uh, number number six is the Boyfriend. Number five is the Dinner Party. Mm. Number four is the Baby Shower. Number three, the Pony Remark. Number two, the Jacket. Number one, the Pen. Very wow. good. Well, that's a great top ten. Yeah. Lovely. And most of these, I did think of them, I tried to think of them in the context of secondary characters. So a lot of the episodes also feature my favorite secondary mm. characters. I mean, they're all great episodes. Yeah. But I, I guess I, rather than just like stick with the classics, which are all fantastic, mm-hmm. I try to think of them more from the secondary character point of view. So that's Very why, good. that's why I like episodes like the jacket and the pen. Mm. If they didn't have Alton or Jack, yeah. I probably wouldn't have rated them as yeah, highly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's always Jack been Clumpus our. Jack Clumpus is. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. He, yeah, that, yeah. That's always been our wheelhouse. So that's, yeah. that's how, sort of how I approached it. Makes perfect sense. But anyway, that that's was, it. but I don't want to be a secondary character for the very last time. That's Can it. I just say really fast? Yeah. The contest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of the course, Chinese sorry. restaurant. Oh, your favorites. Yep, yep, yep. The Cheever letters. Ah, oh, yes. Cracking. Yep. Got yep. to agree with the Bubble Boy. Mm-hmm. The Bizarro, is it? Bizarro Jerry. Bizarro Jerry. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's yeah. a five. Perfect. The Bizarro Jerry. That's, yeah. a, that's a strong can... five. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Anyway, we got to wrap this one up. Yeah. yeah. The final episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. But I don't want it to be over. Me either, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's very emotional. I mean, I guess we've got to say for, for the listeners out there, thank you so much for supporting us, listening to us. Whether you've listened to us from episode one, I know a couple of you who support us on Patreon and uh, who have emailed us in the past have listened to us since the Soup Nazi, our very first, Amazing. and uh, have stuck with us the whole way through. So, you know, we do really appreciate it. Anyone who's jumped on the last week or two as well and is listening to our back catalogue or anyone in between, thank yep. you. It thank really you. means a lot. Even if we could make one person happy with this podcast, that's enough for me. Like, yep. And the fact we've made so many of you happy uh yeah it's been a really it's been a wonderful ride yeah i've really enjoyed doing this i mean we've learned like steve and i have become really really good friends you too max we've become great friends yeah. met through steven yeah it's it's, it's been, been a ride it's been a ride and like i mentioned lots of stuff you know in our personal lives have happened to yeah. us that we've talked about in the past yeah um you yeah. both have really overcome some massive life-changing events and yeah. seinfeld is the glue that has you know kept you going and held and also brought you together yeah you know i mean most projects have well, like fall over after a few episodes or whatever but yeah. we, the fact we've done every episode of Seinfeld this is my third ever run through of the series I've yep. watched the series twice in the past in chronological yep. order but this is a different way of doing yep. it and I'm glad you know for now I can watch Seinfeld without analysing it <laughs> you know? I can actually sit down and enjoy it you can it. go back again and just watch it for fun yeah, yeah. I can just watch it for fun instead of like writing yeah. down about the secondary so yeah I mean thank you so much to everyone who listened to us in the US Canada Australia of course everywhere in the world um, we do appreciate it a lot and uh, yeah I'm, I'm blessed to have done this podcast yeah I can't really add much more to that and I did say a lot at the top of the episode uh it's been a ride thank you to anyone who's listened to offer us kind words criticism anyone who's guested as well yeah mm. thank you for our previous yeah, guests yeah cracking interviews yep. yeah yeah yep. you had your folks on the show yeah yep. yeah yep. relatives yeah. Yep. Uh, friends, you know, other Seinfeld fans, Seinfeld Law, yeah. Lesbians. Uh, Mitch, Mitch from week. last week, Jesse yep. from Sign Peaks uh, yep. of last year as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. lots of others. And if we're forgetting you, I do apologize. Kenny Kramer, Kenny Kramer. Uh, Matt McCoy, who played Lloyd Braun, we interviewed him. Yeah, yep. mm. everyone. So thank you, thank you, everyone. Yeah, and yep. uh, you know, we also, I think I mentioned at the top as well that we did manage to get nominated for Best uh, TV Podcast, a fan award. cast at the Australian Podcast, podcast Awards, Awards a couple of 2019. Years ago. Yeah, 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 and that uh, was incredible. We, and an industry award. In 
Australia, yeah. which is which is amazing. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, you know the Australian podcast uh, scene is quite small, I guess. But the fact that we were considered good enough to even stand amongst a bunch of other great podcasts was an honour. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, one of the many peaks throughout this four year journey. So yeah. thank you so much, and uh, thank you to our, to you, Ivan. Yeah, number thank one. You, thank you to you too, Steve. Yeah, Appreciate it's it. been a it's been a ride, yeah. and uh, I'm glad that we decided to do it, and yeah. that we we never really I don't think there were ever any points where we decided to to pack it in. No, but um, like you said, you know, a lot of projects fall over. You know, they start with good intent and then life gets in the way or you don't care or whatever. But the fact that our friendship and our, I guess, our devotion and our bond to this, our partnership, partnership as well. to this podcast has never wavered, which I think is a testament to not only, you know, the content that we're covering, but us as friends and as, as uh, you know, as colleagues, you know, as much as you want to call us that doing podcasting, you know, so it's, yeah, it's been, it's been more than I can really articulate, yeah. more, than, more than just Seinfeld fandom. That's been the crux of it and that's been the best part, but all the extra stuff that's happened between us and Max mm-hmm. and anyone who listens who we don't even know and all the extra stuff that's happened it's been a, an absolute blissful beautiful journey and i can't say thank you enough so yeah. if you've contributed in any way or if we've given anything to you, it, it's, you. it's a it's a total total honor yeah and i mean that with every atom of my being and max of also course, max. thank you for for joining us for several episodes it's been so much fun yeah and you've also you've been a co-host when Stephen was away in yeah. germany a couple of years ago you yep. you guested with me on a yeah. couple so yeah that was fun fuck that feels like forever yeah ago. it was it was like two three years it's ago it's been I think. so it's been such it's been so much fun and such an honor to have been a part of this and to be able to, you know, consume Seinfeld again because like I've watched I've watched every episode at least 5 times. Yeah. Like I went through a stage where I would watch Seinfeld every night when I fell asleep for several years. So I've watched a lot of Seinfeld, but this has given me a completely new perspective. It's given me a new lease on my Seinfeld love. You know, it's taken it to a different level and, you know, being being invited to come once was amazing. You know, feeling like I'm kind of a part of it, you know, having done a few guests here and there and, yeah, filling in. It's just, yeah, it's been wonderful. So thank you for having me and having me back. Been a um, pleasure. Thank you to the audience who have been, you know, supportive and said, yay, you know, we love Stacy. get Stacy back. You get Max now, mm-hmm. but I'm still funny. And, yeah, it's been a blast. And um, I'm so proud of you guys for what you've done. And it's been beautiful to be a part of it. And um, tell me about what's next. Well, we have a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast where three seasons in it was exclusive to patreon but now we're bringing that to you so it's going to be on a separate feed mm-hmm. with separate you know email social media and stuff um we'll be dropping a trailer to curbcast uh on this feed later in uh well next week next wednesday we'll drop a little trailer with some notes about how to watch or listen a to curbcast entree. yeah a little entree yeah and uh yeah on wednesday the 14th of april in the morning australian time we will be dropping episode one season one that's Ooh. right of curbcast yes yep and that's the first of many projects we have in the pipeline we'll talk about that over the next little while um, as we get on with Copecast. Sopranos podcast. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> see how that goes. Um, but yeah, you, a lot of episodes. Yeah. Oh, heaps. Six seasons. And it's, um, and it's so dense. It yeah, takes so long to analyse. It's yeah. not like Seinfeld where you just like whip through a 20-minute episode. It's like, yeah. Each episode could be like an hour and a half. There's yeah, so much yeah. symbolism. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's layered. Um, but this won't be the last you'll hear of us. So no. you'll be hearing of us uh, in the future as well. So we will put all those details in. You can, of course, I mean, we are going to wrap up the social media channels for Bidwell Bask, but our email is 
still open, Podcast at gmail.com. We'll keep that open. Uh, and you can sign up to our Patreon page. All those details are on the show notes that your funding will go to future projects that yeah. we're going to be uh, discussing in the near future. And uh, you can give us one-off donations to PayPal. Uh, That's if right. you want to, you know, if, if after everything, you know, you wanted to give us... Let us buy yeah. some Bobka. Yeah, please. <laughs> let, us, let us buy some penthouse for him. Yeah, some, any... Some gum, <laughs> some, gum yep. some newspapers and a clock bar. And That's a clock bar. A, that sounds good. 675. And then we get 675 in our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, perfect. perfect. Sounds good. Um, so, yeah, if you if you feel like, you know, we've entertained you and, you know, given you, like, informed you, educated you yeah, for the last four years and you feel like uh, we're worthy of a one-off donation, uh, all the details are in the show notes. That's right. For the very last time, thank you again for listening and thank you, Ivan, and thank you, Max, and thank you again to our wonderful listeners. Uh, we'll see you soon for Copecast. Yeah, and thank you, Stephen, as well. So, yeah, this is a bit of a basket. Take care of yourselves and each other and, uh, yeah, we'll see you for Copecast. Bye. Bye.